Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I don't know about you, but I am in the mood to have some fun this morning. TGIF. If you ever watched the block of programming mostly geared for children on ABC back in the day, they would say, TGIF, let's have some fun, show me how it's done, TGIF, or something like that. That's the kind of mood that I'm in. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening around the world and in Washington that, to be honest, I find such a bummer, and I am in no mood to discuss. So if you want to have some fun with me, this is the show to listen to for the next four hours. We're going to do Ask Frank Anything for the next hour. 1-800-848-WABC. If you have questions on any subject, I would absolutely love to do my best at answering them. 800-848-9222. I want to thank everybody uh, that came out to the Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange last night. It was great to finally meet in person for the first time. Ellen Metzger from the uh, Facebook group. She's just as delightful in person as she is on Facebook. Brandon, who is actually much more delightful in person than he is on Facebook. And uh, a wonderful woman who came with her ma- with her daughter. Wonderful woman named Diane listens to the show every day from her transistor radio. She came with her daughter Kathleen. It was great to meet both, both of them. Sandy, who had won a prize on this show. Uh, Frank Petrosino, who had won a prize on this show. A lot of great folks. Honestly, uh, too many for me to list. So if I'm not naming you, don't feel that uh, I didn't appreciate you coming. There was an Al who came who was great. Hal who came who was great. David who came who was great. But I'm not going to name everybody. It was so nice to meet so many people that listened to this show. And it was so nice to hear how much this show means to so many of you. So thanks to everybody that came out last night. And for anybody that didn't come out, this Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange is really impressive. It's the largest jewelry exchange in the entire state of New Jersey. If you ever need to buy New Jersey jewelry, I recommend the Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange. They said they could make me a new lapel pin, but it was for a little bit more money than I was prepared to spend. Beam me up! To be continued. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning. 
everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Mayor Eric Adams once promised to have the most transparent administration in history. And he has fallen woefully short of that. He's been rolling back transparency measures since taking office. He has not released his internal daily schedules in more than a year. He has curtailed press conferences and he's ended a lobbying disclosure practice. Now, his administration is enacting a plan to delete the emails of tens of thousands of lower-level former employees as it moves digital storage from mainframe computers to a cloud-based service. The standard records retention protocol ensures that emails from non-policymakers are saved for eight years. This plan, the one that Adams is trying to implement, would allow some emails to be deleted after fewer than four years. Emails of governmental employees are public records, and they should not be destroyed after only three years. Now, that's the word not from me, but from the New York Coalition for Open Government. The president, Paul Wolf, issued a statement to Politico New York. Emails from designated policymakers and those under litigation holds classified by agency lawyers will continue to be saved. But messages from non-policymakers who left city government before 2020 will be deleted and therefore permanently removed from city archives. Agency officials were alerted in recent weeks to this new practice through a Department of Records and Information Services email obtained by Politico New York. The policy was crafted in consultation, supposedly, with the Office of Technology and Innovation. I have to tell you, with the mayor being investigated for basically shady campaign practices, this is such a bad look. And while this policy does not extend to current city employees, it would apply to certain staffers who worked for Adams when he was Brooklyn Borough President, though his successor is promising to keep those emails. Why the mayor would choose to do this now is beyond me. It gives you the impression that either he's looking to hide something or, well, honestly, I think that's the only conclusion you could come to. I think this is a huge mistake. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I know this sounds like a headline from The Onion, but this is (laughs) absolutely true. A loose bull in New Jersey's largest city found its way onto train tracks, snarling traffic for a good while on Thursday before it was captured. This brown bull with long, dark-tipped horns stood on the tracks at Newark Penn Station, prompting a police response and holding up train traffic between New Jersey and New York Penn Station for nearly an hour. Can you imagine this? A bull actually stopped train transportation between New York and New Jersey for an hour. Police officers eventually cornered the animal in a fenced lot about three miles away from the station, according to a statement from Newark Public Safety Director Fritz Fragi. The bull will be sent to a local animal sanctuary. There were no injuries, thankfully. Exactly how the bull came to be loose, who owns it, 
and other details about the Bulls' walk around Newark were not immediately clear. And what was amazing to me in researching the story, this was not the first time a bull has been loose in Newark. In 2006, it took authorities 10 hours to capture a bull roaming around the city of Newark. Two years before that, a steer escaped a slaughterhouse and wandered around Newark before it was captured and sent to a sanctuary. So I don't know what's going on. I think it's always a weird situation whenever a bull can derail train traffic. But uh, clearly, if there is a joke to be written about why the bull crossed the railroad tracks, now is your opportunity. Joke writers, get writing. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. The city of New York is paying tens of thousands of dollars a month, a month, for meals that are supposed to go to feed migrants. But instead, they're never eaten and are thrown away. Let that sink in. DocGo, which is entitled to receive up to $11 for each meal, throws away thousands of uneaten meals each day. This is according to internal company records. New York City, with your tax dollars, is paying tens of thousands of dollars a month for meals that are supposed to go to feed migrants, but instead are never eaten. An incredible article on this in the New York Times. These meals are thrown away according to these internal company records reviewed by the New York Times. The meals are provided by DocGo. This is a medical services company that won a no-bid contract. Gee, how did they get that, I wonder? A no-bid $432 million contract from the city to provide broad migrant care despite having no experience in doing so. Yet they still got that very lucrative no-bid contract. DocGo receives up to $33 a day per migrant for providing three meals a day for each of the roughly 4,000 migrants in its care. From October 22nd to November 10th, more than 70,000 meals were recorded by DocGo as being wasted. At $11 a meal, the maximum rate allowed by the contract, the wasted food for that 20-day period, would cost taxpayers about $776,000 or about $39,000 a day. At that rate, the bill for this food that is just tossed away like yesterday's garbage would exceed a million dollars a month. Now, that would be outrageous even under the best of circumstances. Let's keep in mind, Mayor Eric Adams is making billions of dollars in budget cuts to help pay for the city's spending on migrant care. So my son has to pay for whatever they call the 3K program in preschool. He has to pay for that. Well, actually, my wife and I have to pay for it so that we can provide for the migrants and this money is being thrown away on food that's being thrown away to the tune of a million dollars a month. What a joke. Beam me up. To be continued. 